A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight-errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. So as uh, Sir Goldstone becomes a notable knight, Adam, are, are you kind of recognizing the kind of power curve and how quickly some of this glory begets more glory? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like, uh, I think that hitting those like first two thresholds seems to be like a little bit trickier than what just happened now, where I kind of just like advanced the threshold and I'm already like kind of on the doorstep of the next threshold. It's like the, the power and, and like the, you know, the glory is literally just kind of like exponentially growing. It's like the more, uh, I don't know, the more noteworthy he becomes, the more noteworthy he becomes. Yeah. In fact, you're literally a notable knight right now. You're, you have many notable characteristics and traits and like you're, you're known in your part of the realm, like people coming through like um, Wernsis or stopping by Castle Terrible. The, the, most of them will know who, who Sir Goldston is right now. You may not um, like be recognized at Camelot or foreign courts, but uh, I mean, it's not like you're planning on leaving the country. But uh, yeah, there's there's quite a power curve too um, at this, but. Uh, Now's the time to pack it on because, you know, once you hit 35, it's all downhill from there. So, so, so close, but at the, at the current feels so far. Yeah. Anyways, um, spring day, uh, your, your steward gets back to you and says that, uh, he's been talking to some of his contacts, sending letters and such. Um, and he thinks that you should, you know, visit the Thetford Horse Market um, to, you know, check out their wares. You have a fine breeding stock of um, mountain ponies that you got from King Garen. And he thinks that, uh, you know, some some breeding should be in order in order to make them a profitable um, part of your land and, you know, possibly get some more horses. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And um, so... I have the uh I have like the income from from that winter phase we just covered, right? And the deductions yes. from, from yes. what we just covered. Okay. So So I'm I'm definitely like looking. I'm in the market, you know. Yeah. What so how much money do you have on you? Give me one second here. Oh, actually, um yeah, I do I do just have one because uh because got the income, bought the Melisarium. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. kind of So you, you have one. Yeah. I have one. But it's so, like uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna look at least. I, I need. To, I don't know. Yeah. Plus, maybe you you have the income coming next year, which maybe yeah. You, can, you know, you look now and buy buy later, maybe, or maybe you can uh, say, hey, next winter, maybe some of your uh, horses come over here and uh, I'll put them up. They can hang around with some of my mares, see what happens. 
Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. Um, plus you can always pawn things or, you know, borrow money and in crazy high interest rates. Uh, I, I think like in the narrative, it makes sense. Like Goldston is definitely kind of um, getting like a uh, definitely like reaching beyond his limit and even just kind of like uh, looking at prospects that he's not like quite able to afford yet, but that he feels would be lucrative in the future and stuff like that. And like none of those avenues that you just mentioned are like off the table for him. So, yeah, I mean, the the fact that you have another squire to upkeep next year is, you know, that's, that's next year's problem. You can always squeeze your peasants. Oh yeah. I mean, you could do that now if you wanted, but <laughs> no, not yet, not yet. Alrighty. So yeah, um, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Arius says, yeah, you should meet my uh, friend uh, Sir Gotter. He's the uh, Marshal of Count uh, uh, Bellobris in Halstead, and uh, he'll make sure that uh, he can give you some pointers so you don't get fleeced when you go to Thetford. Um, yeah, Halstead is kind of like in the like. Anglian Hills area of the map, but um, it's not not really important. It's it's a few weeks ride for you. Yeah, I mean, it's like I you wouldn't make the trip if it's like about horses. It's like I mean, it's just something that interests him because it's 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 like sports cars. Like he he would think it's worth it and cool to just like go see this uh, see these like good good contenders and maybe think about the money that he can make and stuff like that. So he would, he would definitely make the travel for something like that. Plus it's always good to get out and stretch your arm legs and who knows what adventures you'll meet along the way. Right. Um, so yeah, speaking of um, adventures, can I get a hunting role, please? Uh, that's a pass eight on an 11. So there's this one point where it's kind of tough to like find out where exactly the road is and you know, going through the woods has never been easy, but you've been this way a couple times now. And I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to go when you're following like a, like trained demon dog. Uh, Murphy decided that he's going to go with and no one had been able to stop him. So kind of Excellent. seems like to know where you want to go based on that. And then like you're in the forest where like the, the path is like barely a deer trail, but you know, because you passed your role, you should check your hunting. Um, you're able to stick to it. But um, could I get an awareness roll, please? Uh, pass two on an 11. Well, check the awareness, but uh, yeah, in the distance, you hear like sounds of like bells and the braying of dogs as if they're on a hunt as well. That's a little bit unsettling. How does how does Murphy react to the other dogs barking? And also, does Murphy look uh, otherworldly? Like when when uh, or because like he's kind of he's kind of like the or to Goliston at least he's the the offspring of that thing he encountered, right? Or the same thing. Or the same exact thing. He, okay, he kind of seems like change his form a little bit to suit the like the environment he's in or who's he's who's around like he looks like a giant ass mastiff most of the time when he's in the kennels but here like he's like this like absolute like pure muscle of a dog and like as the bells bells and the other hounds are 
like barking and braying, just kind of stops in front of you and like almost stands up on his legs to kind of like look around and his ears go straight back and he's like sniffing the air. And I think at that, Goldston will kind of like stop and he just kind of like is surveying and just like listening. And uh, he's trying to kind of like think of, uh, you know, like what what is this uh, hunting party that we're going to encounter right now? Is it, you know, is it um, is it like a danger? Is it a, a dangerous threat? Is it an unnatural threat? Is it just a uh, simple passersby or is it maybe like? you know, courtly knights or something. And he's kind of just like trying to figure out like what this hunting party is, is up to. Yeah. And you're like looking around and like, you're hearing the barking and like the, the sounds of wild dogs. And like, you, you look to your left, you see nothing. And then you kind of look to your right and your eyes like lock with like Murphy, who's like now like right next to your side, but like, he's like at eye level with you. It's just kind of, weird and just like unsettling as like how he's just like like he notices you and then just peers off in the distance yeah and there's definitely like a level of uncertainty uh with murphy and it's almost like now that they're out in the woods his characteristics are just kind of like so uh, it's like they they become like exaggerated out in the woods like he he just is like so much more muscular than he appeared yeah. in the kennels and and there's like a you know Golston has the idea that a, a dog obeys its master but when he looks into Murphy's eyes he's he's not sure this is quite a dog and he's not really quite sure that Golston is is the master in this situation and he's just kind of like you know there's like an unsettling uh air about the whole thing but I think he's probably relieved to have have Murphy with him. And, uh, you know, he's kind of just like trying not to uh, to lose his lose his like bearing right now and trying not to become disoriented. But he's like also trying to stay on guard in case he's he's, uh, you know, people come upon him or something. And your mind kind of wanders back to that dream you had over the winter about those spectral hounds tearing apart King Catwallader on their own wild hunt. Right, yeah, and of course, Goliston would would you know never think that uh that that nightmare could could have been about him or like anything like that. He's just like, yeah, that guy was pretty pretty evil, and now he's he's very scared and he's thinking about just the the horror of that dream. And then all of a sudden, Murphy kind of like relaxes, and then he just he kind of seems to shrink around you, and like his like ears goes back, his tail like kind of like goes into like a upwards curl like he's not threatened anymore and he's just kind of sniffing around is there any way you would like to proceed uh we're just gonna try to press on um and just hopefully avoid any trouble on the way but uh how much longer of a of a travel of a travel do we have a couple weeks yeah and uh baldrick is with me and uh anybody else Uh, baldrick um he's you know, has your retinue of pack horses and maybe they, I don't know if you brought uh, any other specific horses on this very horsey themed adventure. Well, I would imagine I'm definitely, actually, I don't know. I feel like at this point um, he wouldn't want any harm to befall Kelly. So it's not like his main, you know, ride out 
Well, to yeah, do a thing he's your war horse, but yeah. you you would take him along, but you'd be riding just your riding horse. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and you also do have um, another fine charger that you've gotten from Sir Gaharis. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's that's true. Oh, you um, and plus the the pack um, horses and like you're like up to your elbows and horses. So I mean, it's kind of like. Yeah, I don't think I would have like any extra extra horses. You know, it oh, would just be yeah. like the the pack horses and and um, the riding horses and, and, and Baldrick and, and Toe yeah. Kelly. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like you, you're still quite a like a a, a nightly train as you're going to the woods. But are you trying to like um, are you trying to like be quiet and sneak through this part? Are you trying to just make good time? Are you trying to stay to the road? Are you trying to hurry through? Um. So I think Goliston, I think he would try to try to go through as discreetly as possible because uh, the dream would be weighing heavily on his mind. And, uh, you know, he might even admit to to Baldrick that, like, he had a, a startling dream and it was felt very real, very, very intense. And uh, it was I, ha- I heard dogs barking and they they devoured King Cadwallader and uh when I heard the dogs just now, I, I admit it, it startled me quite a bit. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd rather we go through as quietly and discreetly as possible. Alrighty. Okay. So are you trying to v- avoid the um, braying hounds? Yeah, by all means. Okay. So you you kind of come off the path a little bit to do this, but um, you, you kind of continue on eastward um, through the woods. Um, and then at the, there's like a little bit of a clearing and you find like this little pond to, you know, water your horse at, your horses at. Then you look up and you, you see something just like drinking out of the pond right next to you. And it has like the, the head and neck of a snake, the body of a leopard and the haunches of a lion and the feet of the heart. It's just like the weirdest thing you've ever seen. Shit. Um just lowers its head down and starts drinking next to Kelly. Um, can I can I roll like fairy lore or anything to see if I I know about this at all? Sure. Ah, that's a fail. Six on three. I mean, you've you never seen anything like this before, but it's sure weird looking. It doesn't seem it, it seems to have noticed you, but it's not like like doing anything to avoid you. It's just kind of drinking there. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it undisturbed. I think I think what's happening right now is that this is maybe the target of whatever hunt is going on. And um, first of all, I don't want any trouble with the group of hunters, whoever they may be. And also, I don't want to disturb these forests or the unknown creatures that are within them. Uh, so I think that uh, I'm going to kind of just like, you know, it's like when you like see a deer in the woods or something and, you know, you're kind of just like calm, you know, you try to like stay still and, and you know, not disturb it or whatever. And uh, but Golston is just going to kind of try to like keep his distance and, and uh, continue on uh, quietly, of course. Can you make me an awareness roll? 11 on an 11. So you crit the awareness roll. Um, so this is what happens. Like 
you're sitting there just admiring this strange creature and then you see it suddenly like lift up its head look at you and then look past you and bolt off silently and then you look around try to figure out what scared it and then like moments later you hear like you hear a like a hunting horn and the pack of dogs dogs like and horses just galloping after and you watch as this thing just like dissipates into the woods damn it's like um he it like go golston is like i i wish i got a better look at it but you know these these hunters are like fast uh you know fast approaching and i'm kind of like hesitant about dealing with them and especially if they think that i i chased away their game or something like that or that i'm trying to i don't know poach on their game or something so this is like trouble that i'm trying to avoid basically don't know who these men could be. A few minutes later, um, the hunting party arrives. Um, the dogs kind of like break away and like decide that they don't want to have anything to deal with Murphy. Um, and you hear a scowl as you see a, like a a knight approach. He's in uh, like partial plate armor. Um, he's on this magnificent horse. Um, he has this really cool looking checkered shield. Um, you can make me a um, heraldry roll if you like. Uh, fail nineteen on a six. Um, let me. So let, let me see because he actually might be famous enough for you to still notice him. Might be. Uh, not quite. Well, he has. Um, he scowls and he lifts up um, the um, covering of his uh, helmet, um, the little visor, and says. You there, knight. Actually, let's see if he recognizes you. He looks up and down your arms. Sir Golston, is it? Ah, indeed. And I like, uh, so I, I don't know. I don't like immediately recognize who he is. You you kind of look and see like he has like these really dark features. Um, um, like in his helmet. Um, he, he has like a. Uh, Dark hair, dark skin, really um, dark brown eyes, um, a big Saracen-looking guy up on this uh, magnificent horse. And he says, Gladys Ant, where did she go? Oh, that that creature. I, I just saw it head off, uh, and I'll point to the direction, uh, now realizing that this might be like a pet or something. How long? Uh, right before you approached. Never seen anything like it. What is that? And he shouts, Are Mew halloo! Pulls a great hunting horn, blows it, and takes off. Um, and just like leaves you in the dust. Um, like his dogs and all his horses go like galloping behind him as he heads off uh in search of the questing beast. Wow. Best of luck to those men. You only saw one man. Oh, okay, yeah, all right. <laughs> That's an interesting guy, but I'm very like uh ah it, he's uh he's very like has he's a very striking description and just like he's got all these hounds and he's blowing a horn chasing after this named creature uh that like he's presumably kind of like familiar with I mean, and then just goes off and I'm just like wow like yeah was that sir um Baldrick's actually kind of like looking starstruck next to you and he's like was that who who was that. That's that's the Saracen Knight. That's Sir Palomides. 
he's taken up the quest after uh, King Pelinor spawned. What are you talking about, Baldric? Not, not that I don't know. <laughs> not that I don't know, but for the rest of us here that don't understand, why don't you explain it so we all know what we're talking about? Um, basically, uh, Baldric uh, explains to you that that is Sir Palamedes. He's a um, oh, he's a renowned knight. Um, he's a, a rare Saracen knight in this land who has recently made a name for himself. So he's come from the kingdoms of um, Africa, from the court of Sir Presser John, and he's like taken up uh, Christian names and has taking up the hunt for the questing beast after uh, uh, King Pelinor had fallen. Wow. It's like a uh, pretty, pretty impressive. And like, uh, you know, Golson is definitely impressed with the, the display of his hunt. Uh, he probably hasn't seen a, a man with his characteristics before. So that's like something that he, you know, or, you know, doesn't see often. So he's like, you know, he's probably pretty interested in that too. Like, wow. Like, um, and like he had never heard of him before, uh, but you know this man definitely was like a very uh, had a very like strong presence and stuff. So he's just like kind of like, wow, like you know now that you now that you tell me about it, I guess I'm kind of starstruck too. Yeah, and like you probably spend like a couple days just like going over it in your heads, like and like Baldrick's just like geeking out over the story of it. Um, you found that um, like folklore and fairy lore are among his interests so like whenever like he encounters stuff like this like he's just kind of like impressed and geeking out about it oh okay so that would make sense why he has like a familiarity with this particular questing beast yeah it's pretty famous surprised you haven't heard of it (laughs) yeah golson is definitely just like i've i've heard of it so um i think we're gonna uh cut and then we're going to travel by line a little bit more to move it on it's several weeks more travel through plains forests long roads um luckily your conical tent that sir amron gave you is holding up pretty well and it announces your colors so people know to avoid or approach when they need to um Stop along many towns along the way. You you overnight in manners. Um, you're the guest of uh, many a lord on your way over, as you know. Often others are the guests of you when they um, pass through Lily Stream. Um, you accept lots of hospitality, but um, on your way to Thetford, you stop over at a place called Halstead, and you are greeted by um, a contact of Arius Lurko named uh, Sir Gauder. And he um, introduces you as the Marshal of Count uh, Belobris of Halstead. And, uh, you know, I kind of like, I kind of just like politely make my introductions to him. And like, is he, he's, um, this is like the destination, right? He's like the, the horseman or? Well, this is a, a manor on the way to. Thepra. Okay, it's just still on the way. This is yeah. somebody who's hosting me. Yeah, um, but, uh, you know. You're talking about horses, and then like it gets them going, and it's like, ah, you, you come to see him, haven't you? Come to see him. You you know who I who I seek as well, and I'm kind of just like trying to see what he's getting at, like, like oh, our three black beauties for sure. Here, let's ditch all that heavy armor, and 
uh, go for a ride with me. We'll, we'll see them. Ah, well met. And like Olson loved this idea. So yeah, he yeah, ditches so, the heavy armor and yeah, he's going out for a good ride. Yeah. I mean, you'll probably still bring your sword or whatever, but um, you know, um, so basically you're, he's like, um, he's guiding you in and he's talking all about his um, Lord uh, Count Bilobris. And he, he specifically uses the name Count rather than Earl. Um, showing that he's probably from uh, like the continent and not a local. So, like, uh, yeah, he, he makes sure you have some water and wine, and then uh, you're just kind of riding along through the countryside. There's these nice rolling hills. It's perfect pastoral um, land, and like you see these three giant like stallions. They're all black. Their manes are going like, uh, like Kelly's mouth just drops to the floor when he sees them. Like even he's impressed. And they're like all muscle, like just like the like. There's not an ounce of like excess fat on them. They're just like crazy war machines. And they're just galloping off in the distance. And then uh, uh, Sir Goddard's just like, ah, look at them, nineteen hands and all. And like I'm kind of looking uh, out into the fields in amazement at these like creatures, yeah. And I'm just like, wow! All of them with uh, thews like bronze, so big you can hardly get your legs around them. And he's just like talking about up how awesome these horses are. Um, they're all perfect noble black. Um, he mentioned that they've each received attack training, which is pretty cool. Like you could teach the horse to like stomp on things and trample things and bite other horses just make them spook and drop their light riders um and like you're doing the calculations in your head so like let's let's go over that so there's it, it tells you that they're destriers and just you know talking to Arius Arco and your own interest in horses um you're they're 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 new to the land um especially like like just this this is like this year's model it's a brand spanking new um they're 32 libra a piece for one of these guys plus they're a perfect noble color which is typically like all black or all white depending on what you're normally go go for so that's some crazy genetics there not that you know what genetics are but you know, you're probably like fading it. Um, you might actually have be actually interested in all this stuff because you're trying to get into the horse business. Um, and then there's like three more for like um, it's like triple the price because they're attack trained, and that's not something common. So each of these is 960 libra. So all in all, these three horses right here, like uh. Sir Sir Gauder's like like very proud to tell you is two thousand eight hundred eighty libra, which is more than a king's ransom just like frolicking in the grass. So what's uh what's uh Golson's thought after like running the numbers in his head? First of all, he's just like how like who who buys these? Who who has the wealth to buy these? And he's also thinking how how are you comfortable just letting the, the, these riches basically like uh, roam free out in the open where 
any any bandit could kind of just like take them. Not that like Golston would never. I mean, he would never like take uh, another person's property like that. But he's kind of just like thinking like, are you are you saying this out loud? No, yeah, he'll he'll tell him like, how do you let them run out in the open? Aren't you afraid of bandits? Oh, they're. They're very well trained. Uh, Eduardo, the Frisian, has them all for training pretty much every day except Sundays. Man's half horse himself, I'd say. They'd probably jump off a cliff for him if uh, if they had to. I've never seen anything like this. It's beautiful. And as you're saying this, like you're noticing like a group of small figures in the distance moving much closer to you. Interesting. Yeah, I'm kind of like... As the as the figures are like getting closer, I'm probably telling uh, t- I'm telling him about of my situation. Like I'm, you know, I'm newly getting into the to the horse game, and I'm not, you know, nearly on the l- level of these of acquiring these destriers uh, yet. And I won't, you know, I won't like waste your time uh, having you think that I can that I can you know purchase these right now, but. You know, it's just I, I've become so interested in horses and I, I've got these mountain horses that I'm, you know, trying to raise up and I'm looking for like proper studs to, you know, to to elevate my my horse game. I'm trying to get into the horse game, basically. So, like, you know, I'm definitely trying to pick this guy's brain and just kind of like see like what like how do you how do you get in on this level? Like, how do I how do I get uh, specimens this good and, and stuff like that? I'm kind of just picking his brain. And uh, I'm assuming that this group that's like coming uh, closer, you know, if he's not worried, I'm not worried. So can you make me an awareness roll, please? Uh, that's a pass seven on an 11. Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're watching them. They're like maybe like a half mile out and like the horses are just galloping and they just like take off. They're just looking so majestic. And then these figures are start riding behind them and then you're noticing in the distance that a couple of them appear to be armed like knights and then okay yeah as soon as like as soon as their figures are becoming clear enough that i can see like oh like those are knights or like men with like swords or whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna point it out and i'm gonna be like what do you make of that over there these your men what and he is going to make an awareness roll what who are they and he kind of like shifts in his saddle a little bit, but like there's some distance between him and he's like staring at squinting and he's like, oh, these old eyes. Can you recognize the heraldry? Wow, oh, they're still quite far away, but uh, Golestin will kind of like squint his eyes and uh, see if he can make anything out. Can you roll me heraldry? Uh, that's a fail. Ten on a six. Yeah, they're not that famous. Um, but you do see you see a pattern, but um, like there's some gold and blue on there but and some dots but it's they're kind of moving it's kind of hard to see um and you don't really know them but uh you see that these figures are like riding like on an intercept course and they're positioning themselves between you and the horses and then like a few of them start running along riding along with the horses and you see a guy like drape a rope over one's neck and right off with it, and you see another guy do the same, and a third guy do the same, and and then like Sir Gauter's like, he's a Christe, and like he like draws a sword and like starts like trotting off after him. 
Golston is like, uh, he, you know, like he, he really feels bad for this guy. It's, this is like seeing, uh, seeing somebody's car get wrecked as they're, as they're bragging about it or something, or, or seeing it just get stolen before your eyes as they're bragging about it. And, uh, you know, he's just like, at first, like, it's kind of this situation where probably the both of them are like, what are those men doing? And then it's kind of just like, sir, I, I think your horses are being stolen. And, Excuse uh, you me, know, sir. <laughs> I think Golliston will, you know, he'll hesitate for a moment and then he'll ride out uh, behind him to, uh, to support. Yeah. Um, so these guys have like a half mile head start and are already galloping. So if you like, you can make me a horsemanship roll. Uh, that's a pass. Five on an 11. All right. So Kelly sees what you're doing and tries to get you up to speed and, um, you know, goes from just like a walking to a canter to a, like a trot to a canter to a full gallop. But these guys are like a half mile out. They're full galloping. And um, I, I mean, Kelly passes Conroll, so you can keep pushing him. But they're already outpacing you, and uh, Sir Gauter actually just botched his horsemanship roll, so he tumbles out of the saddle and chucks his sword in the air, and you hear this <laughs> scream from behind you. But the thieves still outpace you. Yeah, I think Golston will kind of realize that um, he's not going to be able to catch up with them. So probably after riding past. Uh, you know, riding past uh, what's his name again? You just said it. I'm sorry, Sir Gauter. Yeah, Sir Sir Gauter. Um, I think he'll ride past Sir Gauter for a second, and then he'll uh, kind of turn around and go back to him where he's fallen, and kind of just like get off his horse and help him up. And uh, yeah, he's just like like enraged at this point, and he's like shouting some very unlikely words at the thieves. Golston kind of scratches his head and he's kind of like looking off into the woods and he's like, you know, don't, don't fret yet. Perhaps we can get them back. Uh, uh, I'll have to send, uh, I'll have to send a Doward uh, after him. He's, he's the only one who could get these horses to move. Um, then like he starts like limping back over to his horse um, as you're helping him and you're heading back to the, the manor when you're like inter intercepted by a little like a young page boy who's like sir sir someone someone's someone's kidnapped a dowroad and i i kind of look at sir gowder and i'm just like you know because like that was that was his solution and i'm just kind of like eh, tough break yeah so you have literally a king's ransoms worth of horses stolen and the famous horse, um, like trainer, is stolen as well. Like, how does uh, Golston feel? I mean, uh, I think at first, Golston is kind of like you know innocently thinking like, "Wow, how unfortunate!" Uh, but then he kind of like sees a golden opportunity where he's like, "Well, maybe if I can help this man on one of these fronts or both." getting you know getting his his man or you know catching the bandits and retrieving his horses maybe he would help me in my up-and-coming horse business maybe he would even 
I don't know, maybe he would give me one of these prize horses because, you know, losing one or giving one to a valorous knight who helped you is better than uh, losing the whole herd of them to um, thieving bandits. So maybe, Uh, but those will be terms that I'll leave up to him to decide. But I tell him, fret not, Sir Gowder. I will help you. No, I, I never. This is my obligation, and I have failed already. I will not let my honor depend upon strangers. I forbid you to accompany me, actually. And I swear, if I find you on the road, I shall beat you into submission. Oh, okay, my, my apologies. I, I meant not to offend. Ah, oh, God's hooks. And he's just like, he's like in a rage, and understandably so. So... What do you want to do? I mean, like I still want to go after the horses and, and free the man. And I'm kind of like trying to think of uh, how I can justify that in my head. Uh, Golson is just very interested in the horses. But, um, you know, he liked the idea that he could kind of make sense of this by saying that he's helping somebody else. And uh, but like he's been forbidden to do it. So he's just like, eh. I don't really know how I can, uh, but in, in his head, he's like, but surely if I were on the roads and I happen to come upon these men who have, who have, who, who have kidnapped and, and stolen these horses, then, I mean, it would be improper of me not to act. And, you know, I mean, they were headed north and you are publicly stated to be on the road to Thetford, which is also north. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, like in, in Golston's head, he's kind of just like, yeah, I mean, if I if I run into those guys, that would be pretty sweet. And, uh, you know, he's kind of hoping that'll happen, actually. Uh, but in the meantime, he's he's, you know, grieving with uh, he's grieving with uh, Sir Gowder and he's just kind of like, yeah, that that really sucks. And, and I am I am sorry that happened, but uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll find them. So you, you see that um, um, he's like brushing down a a swift courser to you know kind of pursue him. Um, he's going for you know swiftness and speed um, on a hunting horse rather than taking a war horse out to him, which you know you could you could kind of get that. And he's like you know taking taking your support um, as well as he can. And like you see, like his his squires helping him get ready, but. Uh, yeah, he's not really in a talky mood at this point, understandably. Uh, I think at this point, Golston is wondering if he should, um, I mean, uh, he's still, he's still like hosting me for, for like the night at least or something, or, or is that already, uh, yeah, has that already gone down? Yeah. I mean, you could stay there if you like, or you can continue North now. I think, I think I'm going to continue North now. Uh, under the pretense that, like, you know, he's clearly upset and I should get out of his hair. And then, like, as soon as me and Baldrick are on the road again, I'm going to be like, did you hear how much Libra he said that those horses were worth? Yeah, I mean, you must be able to buy all of England for that. Truly an unfathomable amount of money. It's unbelievable. I mean, he, he had to have been lying or exaggerating i mean he he can't expect anybody to pay that much 
Who, I mean, who would be able to? King Arthur. And like Golison kind of nods and he's like, you did see them though, right? Oh, Best horses I've ever seen. Magnificent. And then like, like uh, as you're going along, um, like Callie kind of looks at you like, come on, please. And I'm just like, no offense, Kelly. You're you're an amazing horse. You surely those horses couldn't couldn't match your your uh, mental intelligence. <laughs> and I, I I'm like now now stop your fuss. Yeah, uh, Baldrick reaches into a sack and gives him an apple, and he seems to be fine now. Um, so when you left, did you wait for uh, Sir Gowder to get out ahead of you, or did you leave before him? Uh, I think I left before him, actually. I mean, I mean, I don't know, like, I don't know how much of a hurry he was in, but I think Goliston was kind of of the mindset, like, I should get out of his hair. And, um, like, you know, if that seemed like just leaving, you know, like he would have done it. But if it's if uh, Sir Gowder was like taking off while he was still there, he would just kind of let that happen and then yeah. just go, go, you know, at the regular time, regular rate. I think that unless you're planning on leaving like immediately and rushing off, um, he'll probably leave before you. Yeah. He'll, he'll be ahead of me and that's fine. And like, I mean, I don't even know if he really knows what he's getting himself into. And I have a feeling I'm going to be saving all three. So, or at least trying <laughs> or done. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, um, I just, uh, sent you a map so you can orientate yourself uh, to the terrain. So um, there we are in Halstead and assuming you're traveling um, north into Thetford, you'll pass through um, the town of Sudbury through the Long Medford and you'll probably make it before dark into uh, Gwynion, which is a monastery for the Black Monks. So you have the Ability to overnight there if you like before um, going to Thetford the next morning. Um, yeah, I'd probably stay there since uh, like Griffey is a uh, is one of the black monks and stuff. Uh, you know they might be. I mean they probably would be hospitable anyways. But I think it would. I would kind of want to do it so that I could tell Griffey that I that I stayed with them. Yeah, and they provide hospitality and like you you share on their table, but it's not like a feasting table, like you and Baldrick are sat next to each other and basically they're reading, um, like while you're eating and they're reading a non, like they're reading an anachronistic version of uh, the rule of St. Benedict while, while you're eating and then there's a lot of praying and stuff and you're kind of obligated to kind of like go along with it. I yeah, and I'm kind like, of just kind of like urging Baldrick as well to just like you know like get like give it your all this isn't like our usual thing where we like are like feasting and like dancing or whatever but like mm-hmm. this is important too and just like be respectful and give it your all not that I think he would do otherwise but yeah I think he's kind of saying that to because he's kind of trying to like tell that to himself like you know behave behave correctly in this environment yeah I mean it's a it's a rather small abbey, but um, yeah, um, they did mention that um, they had seen some uh, knights pass through here just the other day. Oh, were they? Um, how many were they? Oh, I think two of them. 
they're probably on their way to Thetford. Yeah, there's some good deals on horse flesh there. Indeed. Did these men have horses with them? Extra horses? Um, Like what kind? Quite recognizable horses, I would say. How would I recognize them? Well, since they're men of God, I guess I can trust them. I'll say, you know, um, little, uh, a little ways back, uh, before my travel here, uh, Sir Gouter had some of his prize horses stolen. Uh, I wonder if the men that you saw pass uh, could have been the bandits that took them. Hmm. Well, the men, did. they surely looked like knights, not bandits. Ah, uh, indeed, indeed. What, kind, what and, kind of horses were these? Large, large black creatures. Stallions. Bigger, bigger horses than I've ever seen. Surely you would have recognized them if they came through. And like at this point, I think Goldston is kind of just like, I won't, I won't bother you with the details and I won't like implicate you in any, in any of this, but uh, he's just kind of trying to like pick their brain a little bit. And he's like, you know, this is like, this is basically my brother's crew. Like I can, I can ask these guys, you know, if they've seen anything. Yeah. I mean, you ask around, but um, the response you get is surely we'd remember horses like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, the next morning you make your way to Thetford. It's a city sitting at the confluence of the Thet and Little Ouse rivers. The town sits beneath the looming ancient hill fort atop which stands a Mott and Bailey castle. The Mott is incredibly tall, almost 80 feet. Um, so you have a nice leisurely ride from um, uh, Gwynon, but uh, yeah, it's you're pretty much coming in um, like towards the end of the day and you could probably find uh, housing in there. Um, the Castilian of Thetford is absent, um, but uh, his assistance can will allow you to sleep in the garrison for the night. Yeah, works for works for Golston. Yeah, uh, he makes uh, make sure you're welcome and provides meals. Um, basically, asking uh, what you're here for, though. I came here to talk horses with a specialist. Ah, then you're in the right place. Just you wait till tomorrow. Excellent. Right. And uh, yeah, uh, I'm excited. It's like. Golston is definitely thinking like the horse game is riskier than I thought, but uh, there's no reward without risk. So it's definitely still something he wants to have part in. Want to find out more about the story? Join our Discord channel. The link is in the description.